You're listening to media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. We are a multi-generational, Jesus-centered community of Scripture, faith, and grace located in Tallahassee, Florida, on the campus of Florida State University. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. We hope that the next few moments are a time when God speaks into your life by the power of His Holy Spirit about His Son, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who has come in order to bring us a faithfulness that we can not only measure ourselves against, but measure God into. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Craig DiMartino was a rock climber. He was a mountain climber. He was a guy who uh, had that kind of well, weird, at least if you ask me, weird hobby of uh, climbing rocks for fun. And he was doing this one day in Rocky Mountain National Park, and he was getting, well, pretty, pretty well up there. He was 100 feet up. And as he was 100 feet up, he, he, he remembers looking down, and uh, when you're 100 feet up, to give you a sense of that, that that's about a 10-story building. That, that's uh, going way above any building here on campus and looking down. And as Craig was up there, he, he remembers looking down, and then something happened. His foot slipped, and he fell 100 feet, him and his pack, all the way down. Thud. Now, in the rock climbing industry, they say that if you, uh, if you fall from 10 feet, you have a 10% chance of dying. If you fall from 20 feet, you have a 20% chance of dying. If you fall from 30 feet, you have 30% chance of dying. Craig dropped 100 feet, which meant that he should have had a 100% chance of of dying, and yet he didn't. He instead was rescued, brought to a hospital, and brought back to health. Now, there were certainly things that were happening with his body, and what he said about that time was he said that while he was in the wilderness when he fell, that the real wilderness of his experience was his time when he was in the hospital and when he was in physical therapy and rehab as he was trying to figure out getting his life back together. And he did that. Amazingly, he not only did that, but he did the one thing that I probably would not do is that he actually started climbing rocks again. Him and his prosthetic leg that they had to give him as a result of the fall, he started climbing rocks, and he did this in order to show that he could, that what he had done was that he went through the wilderness and came back out the other end of it. And 
the things that he had to do in order to get to that point displayed his faithfulness in doing these things. This sort of concept that we have of sticking to it, his persistence, his desire to not give up on himself. And that concept of faithfulness is what is at the heart of so much of our readings today. That faithfulness that we can see in God in these readings. There's this this element here of being able to understand God as a faithful God. Not necessarily understanding ourselves as faithful, but understanding God as being someone who is faithful. But we're going to get back to that sense of faithfulness because I'm going to tell you a little bit about how we're going to be structuring these sermons for um, uh, the this, this season of Lent. So for the, the next few Sundays, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing this thing called a collect sermon. Um, now, uh, how this is going to work is that it deals with an old, old style of making prayers. And so hopefully these sermons will remind you of a way to Make your prayers. And the the collect prayer goes like this. It starts off with an address to God. It's basically answering the question, who is God? Who am I talking to? This this sense of like, okay, how do I understand who God is and and why is is he the person that I'm going to? And the second part is called the rationale. It's the, the sort of like, how, why do I go to God? Why do I trust God with this particular thing? And so uh, in that sense, we kind of get into this question of like, okay, well, what has God shown us so far? What, does we, what do we see in God's character? What do we see in God's scripture? What do we see in, in even our own stories of us getting together with God? And then after that, we get into the petition. So this is the point where we're usually like, Lord God, please give me a bicycle for Christmas. And it's kind of that sense of like, okay, well, well, this is the thing that I want. This is why I'm, what I'm coming to you about. And it's, it's that question of, okay, well, what do we want out of God? And uh, the problem with the bicycle for Christmas a lot of times is the next part. It's the aspiration. And so the aspiration part of the collect prayer really kind of doubles us down on, well, should we actually be asking this? Because the aspiration usually starts uh, with the, the word for or so, so that I can use this bicycle in order to help my friends get across town. Because we know all of a sudden we're talking to God, and if we're asking him for something, that that should be something that actually you know, does something for his kingdom, right? So we've got the aspiration, and then finally we've got the conclusion. And in the conclusion to these prayers, it all wraps up with Jesus. It all wraps up up with how does Jesus kind of bring all of these things together. And so that's what we're going to be doing this entire Lent, is we're going to be going through those five movements and saying, okay, how does this work as we start to basically compose a prayer to God in the midst of a sermon, a prayer that hopefully you can take home with you, a prayer that hopefully you can take with you throughout this week, and you can start making it your own. You can start praying it yourself as you start thinking through those five movements. And so the first thing that we are going to tackle here is who are we praying to? 
uh, we're praying to God, we know that much, but what aspect of God? What, why is it that we are praying to God about this? So uh, I already kind of gave that away. I said that what we're talking about today is God's faithfulness. And so how we would start this off as a prayer is we would come to God and we would say, oh, faithful God. But when it comes to our stories, how do we know that God is faithful? How do we know that, that this, this is a God that is somebody that we can ask that of? And so that gets then into the rationale. That gets into like, okay, well, where do we see that God is faithful? And that's where we dig into a lot of these texts. Uh, we dig into this first text from Deuteronomy, this text that uh, sort of seems well, not kind of like the others. I mean, uh, we're in this Sunday. Every first Sunday of Lent, by the way, is this same story of Jesus being tempted by Satan. And we get this story that we go, there's a guy and he's bringing a basket to a priest and he's saying some stuff. And how does that deal with temptation? Well, it really kind of doesn't deal with temptation, but what it does deal with is this understanding that God is faithful. So what these instructions are, are these instruct, are instructions to people from Israel that they are supposed to do every year. This is something that God is like, I want you to do this every year so that you remember where you came from. Where did they come from? Oh yeah, they came from the wilderness. And so all of the sort of liturgy that is involved in this moment of them bringing the basket before the priest and saying, hey, here are the first fruits of a farm that I had. Here are these first fruits of, of, that came from someplace that is a place that I am settled into, into this promised land that I am settled into. Here are these things. And as I give them to you, I am going to say, my father was a wandering Aramean. And basically expressing, my people, well, we were, we were nomads. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, all of the patriarchs, all nomads. All people that had this sort of wilderness experience. But here, they're recognizing that just like Craig, they went into the wilderness and they came out of it again. And that's the story that Jesus is showing us here. That is the story that Jesus is showing us as he goes into the wilderness. He goes into the wilderness in order to be tempted by Satan. He goes into the wilderness not just to be tempted by these things, by the way, because Luke tells us that Satan was tempting him for 40 days. And these are just sort of the last few temptations. So all of the other things that Satan was tempting him with, that all comes about because of these 40 days in the wilderness. And yet Jesus shows us something about who God is. Jesus shows us that God, his father, that the Yahweh that is mentioned in Deuteronomy, the Yahweh that is mentioned in that psalm, that that same God is somebody that you can call upon. And he will come and be faithful to you. In fact, even like the psalmist says, that God will come and there might be a thousand that die on your left side, 10,000 that die on your right side, and yet you will look upon 
the battlefield as a living person. That's just a picture, sort of a, a story that we can start to get ourselves into as we start to look at why it is that we can come to this God and we can say to him, faithful God. And finally, we get to that New Testament moment in Paul where, where he even says that we can come to him because God's faithful words are implanted into our hearts and into our mouths. And we can call upon him. We can say, I need something. Which leads us into the next moment of this prayer. So God is faithful and we see why God is faithful. And then we ask God for something. And what do we ask God for in the middle of our wilderness? Well, it is probably the same thing that Craig DiMartino was asking for while he was lying on the floor of that mountain range, probably asking God for simply the opportunity to survive. We're probably at some point in our lives crying out to God, just saying, can I get through this? Would, would, would we be able to do that, God? Can, can we do getting through this? I don't even need to have both of my legs when I get out of here. Uh, just get me through this, please. To which God says, in his faithfulness, yes. I am here. I am your faithful God. You're addressing me for the right reason. But why do you want? Why, why do you have that, that desire to get through this? And that brings it back to the law for us. That brings it back to this moment of, of saying, well, ooh, well, why, why do I want to survive? What do I want to get through here? How do I want to do this? What do I want to do if God does actually give me the things that I'm looking for? And in that, we see Paul's words come up again for us. Paul's words about what it is that, that God wants out of us. That what God wants out of us is simply to believe and to confess. That God says, here's, here's what I want. I want you to believe with your heart and confess with your mouth. And so if we were putting this together as a prayer, again, it, it would go something like, Oh, faithful God. You showed your faithfulness to people like the early Israelites. You showed your people to the psalmist. You showed your faithfulness to even Jesus. Would you please show faithfulness to me? Can I survive? So that in my survival, I would believe that you are truly faithful. That that would really soak into my heart. And that I would confess with my mouth that I would say, yes, I believe that God is faithful. That's our aspiration. That's why we're praying this prayer. We're praying this prayer so that we know that, okay, God, if you get me through this, and whatever that is for you, wherever you are in your wilderness, whatever kind of wilderness you are, Whatever that place is that you're crying out to God, Lord, I just really want to get through this so that I can better believe 
that you are faithful and so that I can confess that you are faithful before my friends and my neighbors. Whatever that is, you have this opportunity that once God answers your prayer and you are in that moment of recovering from wherever you are in this wilderness, that you are able to say, yes, I do believe. And yes, I will confess that this God is faithful. And the final move of our prayer and of every collect prayer is to bring this on home, usually with a, a statement like, we pray this all in the name of Jesus. But in this sermon series, this is where, where we really get that good gospel stuff. This is where this all gets tied together with Jesus. This all gets tied together with the story of the cross. Because we know that so, so often that we have gone through wildernesses and that we have popped out on the other side and that it hasn't led us to believe. It hasn't led us to confess. That, in fact, we, we've turned away from those things. And we need somebody who is a perfect example of all of those things. And in this gospel story, we get that picture. This picture of Jesus who was able to stand up even to Satan. Now, I'm, I'm not sure about any of your wilderness stories. But I, I don't know that many of them involve Satan coming in bodily form in order to take you places. He pulls that out on Jesus because he's really trying at this. And he really tries with us. But what Jesus shows us is that Jesus was able to cry out to the Father on a cross. And on that cross, say of our salvation and of our inclusion into his life, it is finished. So that we become like Jesus in this story. Not because we're so good. Not because we are so faithful ourselves. Because we know that we're not. But rather because we are included in the story of the faithful one. The faithful one who is Jesus and who has included us into his story. So that we may respond like he does when we are tempted. So that we may respond like he does when we are in our wildernesses. So that we may respond and say, I know a faithful God. A faithful God who sustained my Lord Jesus Christ even in the midst of a battle with Satan himself. And so I know that same faithful God will be with me in my wilderness today and that at the other end of this I hope that I will believe more strongly and that I will confess his name before others because he is so faithful to me may you this week recognize that you are in the wilderness but may you recognize all the more 
that your God is faithful to you even in that wilderness. Amen. Thank you for listening to this media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. If you would like to financially support more media from University Lutheran, please visit our website and click the Give Now button, which will enable you to engage in the Christian discipline of giving tithes and offerings to God through His church. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up His face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Well,